Let's see. I see seconds. Oh, there it goes. We'll see how this sounds. I see bars. Right. Do you see bars? Yeah, I see, I see bars. bars. All right, let's go. Cool, cool, cool. Here's an imaginary beer can. There it is. <laughs> Good evening, people. It's Raj's tone, and it's the longest relationship edition. <laughs> <laughs> we are currently not in the same space. I am right now in my luxurious high-rise bathroom. Looking at curtains and mildew, which I should have cleaned off because I'm a dirty bastard, which I probably do now afterwards. Or you do? You're in the bathroom right now. I, I'm actually literally in the bathroom because my fiance's in the other room watching her Netflix. Oh. So I feel like a punished kid right about now. Flashing back to my parents, <laughs> my cruel parents, when they would be like, you, "You're fucking up in school. You're grounded." But I'm grounded in the bathroom, which is a weird place to be. <laughs> but this is what we go through to bring you. The Sioux sounds of making fun of musical artists. <laughs> <laughs> so how's yeah, Goldstone? It's, uh, it's good. It's good, people. Uh, like we're remote because I am hungover as hell. Um, and I don't even know why. I I didn't even drink that much. I drank more like two weeks ago, and I was not as hungover. Uh, did you but... Did you eat dinner? That's the cricker. No, I mean we had that dry ass chicken. Oh, there it is. That that was it. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah as as uh, <laughs> always beware when you order your food people especially wings make sure it's seasoned real talk make sure there's somebody in a minor, minority in the background somebody an ethnic an ethnic occasion if possible you know somebody greek you know just make sure the spices are there <laughs> real talk uh so i don't even know if i'm hungover from like the the the, the alcohol of the wings but <laughs> Oh uh, man. So yeah, I, I I did not make the trek down to Brooklyn. Uh we're recording remotely. Hopefully we don't sound like we're from nineteen forty five, like last That's time. Real, but that, that could be it though. <laughs> everything's everything's all old school and shit. Dusty samples. I, I was watching a YouTube video where they actually had in, intentionally, you know, we have those um streaming errors where it's all mm-hmm. pixelated. Like, yeah. that was the whole video, it's all pixelation. So, you know. You're ahead of the curve. Everybody's out there doing these high quality podcasts recorded on these like blue yeti headphones, and now we're bringing it back to old school. You know, oh, old school so. AM radio, AM sounds <laughs> coming up. Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, I, 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 I just hope it turns out like it's like it's like AM radio, but you can't get the signal. You know, <laughs> it just goes in and out. I hope it's not like that. Uh, so bear with us, people. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about like uh, pop music. I don't think we've ever talked about pop music like on this podcast. And I'm not talking about Beyonce or Drake pop. I'm talking about like <laughs> white female pop. <laughs> well, yeah, true. It's it's, I, but I feel like it's because it's a weird. They're in a weird space now. It's it's something where. Like, you know, five years ago, you had your Katy Perry, you had your Miley Cyrus's. It was kind of easy to call out the gods. But, like, there's been a there's been a, a weird change of the guard, period, where it's just like, you know, basically Gaga's out there acting and doing, like, Vegas stuff. Katy Perry's flopping. Even Taylor Swift, even though she kind of came back and, you know, did her thing, the, the, the whole big story was the fact that her album didn't sell as much as they wanted, you know, as opposed to $10 billion, you know, she only made, like, nine. So it's, it's in a space of where just, I don't have to be funny. It was, it, it's the, the pop space is really, hasn't really necessarily been interesting. All they've been doing is adding more and more trap. Like if, if you had to be honest, rap is the real pop that's happening now. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And, and I think, you know, you know, pop, pop is in a weird space just because pop 
by its very nature is kind of escapist and it's kind of like um i wouldn't say like i have no lowest common denominator but it's like it's so it's supposed to be for everybody it's supposed to be kind of non-confrontational it's supposed to be kind of like you know it could play well on the coast and in the middle you know or, or like anywhere around the world right and I feel like our world is kind of not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's kind of like, you know, like I think through pop for a loop, um, just because, again, like you, you can't just like make these generic ass songs when you got like Donald Trump as the president. <laughs> yeah. And you it's... got, <laughs> you know, kids, kids at the border. You got 21 stabbing. <laughs> and cages. And, yeah. Like, like snatched up by ice. Like you, you can't have, you can't just have some like you know bubblegum pop you know so uh yeah it's like like you said like Katy perry uh kind of flopped taylor was you know not as successful and now she's kind of disappeared didn't show up at the grammys uh you know like 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 you know gaga's doing her thing now which is like completely different um and yeah but but apparently like ariana grande just dropped the, I guess, like the most streamed pop album of all time last week. Oh, really? Is this official? It's official. Is this is this official? Official or there's a a lot of like you know iPhones in China hooked well, up to well, one server? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ariana might might pay somebody. You know, uh, you know, there's a somewhere somewhere deep in like you know Samoan Islands. There's this whole server server farm of Ariana. Branded Android phones, it's kind of going nuts. Uh, apparently, Africa's the new China now. Like they're doing like that. Africa's like the new spot where you like you pay somebody to like you know, like build your social media fan base. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who is this? I'll just take this check. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it's and, and like I said, like like it's kind of interesting too because like like. Pop is like a weird thing where it's so racialized that, you know, people like we just lumped Ariana, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, but there's also Beyonce, Rihanna. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. And then there's all, all, you know, there's like Drake Post Malone pop, you know, which is still like this other kind of like, you know, hip hop pop. And then there's like dudes like Ed Sheeran. So it, it, it is kind of weird. I don't know exactly with this, this with this title for Ariana, like what exactly, <laughs> like she was competing against. Um, obviously, I guess she's not competing against Drake because I think Drake had higher streaming numbers. But uh, but no, I mean you know it, it, it's it's a good look for pop. You know it's a, it's a good look for that brand of pop because uh, like you know they've been suffering. Um, they they kind of figure out the formula. I feel like Ariana figured out the formula. Uh, she released Sweetener like six months ago, um, and she released now she released uh, Thank You Next. But it's like you know, it's almost like a hip hop release schedule. Like, oh, yeah, no, I would definitely agree. It, it's something where, um, and you know, we're not gonna like you know, it's it's there's always been a case of where you know. Probably since pop music was pop music, since Elvis, the idea of where musically these white artists are kind of, you know, you know, dabble into, you know, just take take what's happening as far as R&B, as far as soul, as far as what's happening in African-American music community, because it's it was more on the edge and kind of tailor it towards a, a wider fan base. It, but like I said, it's interesting because 
you know, she's definitely doing that as far as music is concerned, but also the idea of where it's just like, oh, I'm dropping a single, like, you know, out of out of album cycle, you know, his his the thank you next before it comes out, you know, what I'm saying like six months before the album comes out. His like, you know, these two albums, which and the thing is usually you can almost make the argument, I feel like traditionally, where it'd be a double album, but these are clearly two different pieces of work. Whereas the idea of where see somebody where not even necessarily because of the fact of where she's TMZ bait, she's kind of stayed in the, in in the public eye in a way that Migos has done, even though you know an argument can be made that they pass a prime, even the way the way a future has done, even though there's an argument to be made, he's kind of passed his prime. That she's just kind of always around in a very hip hop kind of way. Yeah, and I, I remember like there's an article that uh, about her like I guess an interview from her last year and she was kind of like she basically said like she admired like hip hop and how they like released albums um and how they kind of like like you know played this whole streaming cycle um and I guess like you know Mac Miller was kind of educating her on kind of like you know like like how the game is played you know like you can't really like you know in 2019 or 2018 you can't just like throw out an album every four years it's a huge risk for a pop star you know yeah uh, you have to be constantly in the news <laughs> unfortunately i mean you know you have to be constantly making music you have to be constantly you know collaborating with people you have to be constantly on social media um so you know i, I think she she's definitely uh reaching into that hip-hop playbook and it's working out for her um and and I actually did not. Um, I was look. Ariana Grande was not on my radar. I'm not in the target demographic. Like it's just not the algorithm did not feed me sweetener, um, and did not feed me thank you next. Um, dope. Like you know, like like check them out. I'm like all right, cool. Um, I don't really even know that much about Ariana Grande other than she's a pop star. Um, she had like a few tracks I like from like Phenomenal Woman and I think I was like alright that's cool but these albums are great like oh yeah they're, they're fantastic and these albums um, are great I, yeah and, and I know you like Sweetener a little more than I do but it's it's interesting because it's like um well what's great about it is the fact of where it's an effortless blend and going back to the idea of where a lot of a lot of artists kind of say alright I'll call in you know I'll call on the hop, you know, like like Miley Cyrus and Michael made it, where she was doing hip hop for a minute. You know, she kind of came in there. They were, you know, bangers. That 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 groundbreaking album we all remember. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, to a certain extent, I guess it helped Miley because it kind of you know it aged her up and they kind of brought it to the mainstream. And you know, she's just you know doing showing up in Jordans with like a whole bunch of other rappers and yada yada yada. But what's cool about it, the Ariana Grande projects is that. They're both liberally, they're, they're pop albums, but also very heavily R&B. I would almost yeah. make the argument that they're really like R&B albums. Like maybe like 90, you could take any, like, like an R&B singer and put it on, on to have her sing these songs. And for the most part, they would come out pretty much the same. Um, what's great about it though, is it still sounds like Ariana Grande. She's somebody where she's mastered where, even though she comes from the Disney pop um, conveyor belt, her singing these songs kind of feels pretty organic and it's kind of a success to, I don't know if it's her or vocal training or maybe, you know, her being cool for artists like Mike, Mac Miller, rest in peace. But 
It's it's like it's it's I have though I, I was waiting to hate. I've been waiting to hate on both these albums, but there's a there's a begrudging respect I have to give to both of them. She, you know, you may make the argument that well, she's not really hip hop and yada yada yada. Although funny enough, we always we forget she dated Big Sean. <laughs> she did date Big Sean. Yeah. Yeah, like when she was like twelve. So we that's that, that's a whole other. So anyway, but it's the idea of where it sounds it sounds true to her. So that's why I sound, it sounds more fascinating. Where with a Miley Cyrus, with a Katy Perry doing "Song of Juicy J," it, it sounds like all right. Here's here's a couple of trap songs. Here's a couple of this. Here's a couple of that. And not to say that there aren't trap beats on these albums. It's not to say it's not very hip hop influence. It definitely is. It definitely fits in the Migos playlist. But it's just so organic and well done that I have to kind of give it up to her. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, like, you know, one of the things that, you know, I would say, like, about Katy Perry and, like, <laughs> Jay, it just, it's so paint by numbers, you know? It's 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 very much, like, creating, like, a lab, basically. You know, they, they have these focus groups, most likely, and they're just like, uh, oh, like, hip-hop is trending. Who can we afford Juicy J. <laughs> Juicy J will do it <laughs> for a night out of Magic City and three racks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, whereas you know, like like this, um, so like thank you next was was it just it felt very organic. Like it didn't feel like, uh, and even though like uh, what was it like Seven Rings is a bit more trappy and feels a bit more kind of like I don't know um, most all the songs like they, they sounded like just number one like the lyrics are very true to herself um, which is yes you know and, 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 very and even instead of rings in its defense I felt like because alright so definitely is trappy definitely she's practically rapping on the song but then that hook or straight up like my favorite thing so even then she's able to kind of bring it back that's why I said even even her of that word like Martina I got it yeah that little flow that she's got it still comes back to this really saccharine sweet you know very mainstream very recognizable you know broadway ass fucking melody so it's even that to me was a success even though you know he may hate or hate love or hate the song to me that even meshed well with everything that was happening yeah no definitely definitely i i and again it's just like it, it, it just felt I, I listened to this album like a few times and I just like did not get bored with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> it felt like they had so many different layers. Um, you know, and like obviously Thank You Next is just like basically like thanking all of her, her exes. <laughs> uh, which I thought was like hilarious you know, in a really interesting way. Um, you know, I, I yeah, it's just you know, I thought the production was solid. I thought the lyrics were, were solid you know, and authentic. And it's just, it's almost like a masterclass in how you would make a pop album in 2019. Yeah, yeah no. And and I think what it, what it kind of reminds me of, we had a whole discussion how we were fanboying over Mariah Carey's last album. Yeah. Whereas this idea of where, you know, you've got this, what kind of R&B, you know, R&B is kind of in this weird space where a lot of it's very, you know, not say dark per se, but very sad. A lot about issues. It's it's very grounded in reality. Whereas it's kind of like we're about to kind of go out pop kind of stuff. Hip hop was kind of carrying the heavyweight for that a lot. With Mariah Carey, she kind of dropped this very sweet, very upbeat. Like you know, we're all gonna go out. You know, very like let's say, and I hate to say the term teenager because that makes it sound like it's lesser, but just basically a fun pop R and B album. And I feel like this is the same exact thing. Although what's interesting here, as I laugh, is she's kind of an asshole in this album, isn't she? 
she is an like asshole. She, she, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the weekend almost. She's just like you know, she's like kissing off exes. She's like stealing fucking girls' fucking boyfriends. She's like saying <laughs> she's a, she's a needy asshole. Like like if you listen to the lyrics here, it's just like like basically it sounds like she's undateable and she needs therapy. <laughs> but even that's kind of cool because. Now, to be funny, like, I remember when Taylor Swift had that whole issue with the whole Kanye thing, and suddenly you had this Taylor Swift, and it's all this gothic font, and she's showing up wearing black leather, and it's like, it's an edgier Swift. And what I like about fucking the, the Ariana Grande is, it kind of fits, I won't say necessarily, the, like, young girl ratchets, but, like, the 20s of when you're stupid and silly and doing asshole things because you think that, you know, you know relationships are everything and nothing at the same time. Whereas it's like, I'm going to marry this person one week and then three months later it's like, why the fuck did I date that person in the very first place? And I thought it has kind of captured it very well. It's, it's almost like a weird flip side to kind of like SZA, where SZA is kind of like this whole like post breakup, like I'm suffering kind of thing where, you know, this, this thank you next is almost like a weird, like, like dating in the city, you know, Tinder type fucking album. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. Uh, yeah, because it, it, it did seem like... I don't know. It's just like the way that she addresses relationships. It's like relationships are kind of disposable. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I kind of felt the same way in my 20s. You know, like I didn't really fully understand relate, like what relationships were <laughs> at that age. <laughs> and if I had like a million dollars, like millions of dollars, I would definitely not understand what, what relationships are. But uh, yeah, no, I, I would never date Ariana Grande. Like that's that's just um, <laughs> except well it depends though. I would definitely sell the fuck out. Yo, give me that TMZ money. I'm splitting it all. I'll go on four or five dates. I'd be like, her feet is crusty, her breath smells in the morning, you know, she picks her nose and nobody's looking. I'll be oh, oh, I would two seconds. I mean I'll be I, out there in the TMZ sending emails. Uh yeah, I do. Are you bad enough? You gotta be a bad boy. Oh the uh, but it's like really, I maybe like like that. Oh, well, I don't want to disparage her her dating life. I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back, but I don't know if if Big Sean and and, and Mac Miller are necessarily <laughs> bad boys. I, I, probably not bad <laughs> yeah, boys, you know. but uh, I don't know. You at least have to drop a mixtape. I thought it's, it's I you know if you know call me what she's like dealing like you know. Wine B Melly, wine Y, um, wine W Melly, basically. <laughs> like you know, tell me when she's dating like the ASAP mob. You know, call me that. That's when I'll be. But you know, it's but I don't know. It's it's also, but maybe that's it too. She's always kind of had a weird tension. She's always been in the outskirts of hip hop, so it's not like somebody where you can imagine like a Miley Cyrus who's raised in this kind of a certain way, who has a certain career path going a certain way. Actually, I have one more comparison. It's probably the same thing like the fucking um, Mariah Carey back in the days. And Mariah Carey kind of came out as very classic R&B kind of singer. And over time, she took control of her own like career and made it more hip-hop because she was a 19, 20, 21-year-old listening to fucking hip-hop. And this is what I do. Yeah. And I, I have a secret suspicion that's what's happening here with Ariana Grande. Hopefully, like, you know, what I, what's unfortunate is the fact that where a lot of artists in a position who aren't people of color is very easy for them to say, all right, cool. I'm done with this now. And I'm going to go drop this fucking, you know, this Broadway album of like fucking, you know, Zach. Well, I mean, know, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's the Molly Cyrus, uh, career path. 
Like, yeah, you know? and and it's kind of disheartening because you know it's it's something where like it also what I hate about it too it kind of reinforces the fact that this music is kind of disposable where it's like I just came in here have a couple of hip hop tracks and then that's it I'm off to you know doing shows or fucking you know Billy Joel or something you know yeah it's but you sucks. know and I think that's that's kind of like you know maybe one of the problems people like especially people of color have a pop you know like and you know pop is like it's like this weird vessel, right? It's like, you know, it's supposed to change, you know, uh, it's supposed to like be new. Like you're supposed to kind of take whatever you hear, like what the trends of the day are and, you know, kind of like take that and make it your own. Like, you know, like a few years ago, it's like EDM, you know, like, like EDM was yeah. like, like that's that the pop sound. And now it's like trap. And, you know, you know, before that it was just, I don't even know, but like, so yeah, I mean, I and one I, I don't want to defend anybody who like appropriates music, <laughs> but um, that's kind of what the very nature of pop is. At, at the end of the day, like even going back to like you know back in the day with Elvis, like I think we mentioned like you know uh, basically taking like black soul songs <laughs> and you know like wearing them down. I, I feel like. That's yeah, whole, wholesale on yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, like, like, like Sweetener, like she had, you know, she worked with Pharrell, she worked with Nicki Minaj on a couple albums. Um, you know, she worked with Missy Elliott. So, um, and even on that album, which I, I like a little bit more just because, like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Neptune stands and, like, the Neptunes, like, produce, like, half the album. Um, even though yes. it's like it's it's pretty much with all of their like you know two thousand eight beats. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's they definitely dumped a hard drive there. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some leftover nerd songs, nerd, nerd, nerd. Even I feel like even um lemonade, Lem, was it lemon lemonade? lemonade. lemonade. And, um, the nerd lemon, yeah, nah, man, they, they repurposed a lot of those beats. But then again, God. You know, I feel that if there's anything that if anybody could recycle beats and get away with it, and just because he's so dope and he can find different angles, it's fucking for real. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, like, like I, I think you know, and Pharrell is no stranger to like producing pop albums. So, but uh, you know, I, I think she she's able to align herself well um, with hip hop, but you know. I I I don't think he's trying to like. It's not as egregious as like a Katy Perry or a Miley Cyrus, where it's like you're not even yes. aligning yourself with hip hop. You're aligning yourself with like the image of hip hop, or like what yes. you think is the image of hip hop. Um, yeah, you know. So I, I I think like there's there's a definite difference there. Um, and again, like it just feels so so much more authentic. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I'm 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 happy to kind of see, uh, like, you know, Ariana pop off. Um, kind of curious if she's going to continue to like release albums every six months. <laughs> like, she is she going to do a twenty five tracker? You know, like oh, like Migos. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's kind of funny in hindsight for 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 the for the idea of where you know a lot of critics lob towards trap where it's like you know it's all sounds the same it's all mumble rap yada 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 how many fucking double and triple albums have we suffered through <laughs> in this whole quarter like for something that's it's just like wow like I feel like everybody's dropping fucking 
you know, 85 song fucking magnum opuses. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like, you know, years ago, I was like, oh my God, you know, Tupac is dropping a double album. Oh my God, Notorious B.I.G. dropping a double album. And you got Ray Schmerschmerschmer dropping fucking triple albums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of crazy the way the way the world's going. But, uh, but you know, God bless it. Like I said, it's good music. I can't, I can't be mad at what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, can't be mad. Can't... But, um, yeah, and then uh, going back to the, the the old pop, I can't say the old, the current the current pop king, Drake, Drake, Drake of the Dracos, shooting at you. He 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 finally he, for for all you streamers out there, for all you young streamers, before it was you know diamonds dancing of future, Drake had a little little small independent mixtape that he put out that put him on the map, and it finally hit all those streamings for you guys to see. Where he came from, his his Canadian roots, his Degrassi roots. <laughs> We're talking about so Going far gone. Um, yeah. So the re- it's a ten year anniversary of so far gone, and you know, essentially, it's a re release of the mixtape uh, for streaming platforms. Um, like basically, I guess with all the samples cleared now, <laughs> and yeah, all the contracts signed. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the last Kanye West rant. He was like Drake trying to hit me up for a sample, yada yada yada, all that shit. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's, out, it's official. It's an official release now. No longer a mixtape. It's a real boy. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think like Drake fans thought that like it was going to somehow get back in the top ten, but that's not happening. Um, but uh, you know, that was like my introduction to, to Drake. Um, I know he had a couple of mixtapes prior to uh, so far so far gone, but um, that was you know that was like an album like that actually could probably rank within the top like the top five of Drake albums to me. Um, and like there's songs that hold up, you know, like like there's songs that were dropped on that mixtape like Best I Ever Had that like like went to radio. There's songs like Successful, which I think was one of like one of my favorite rap songs. I think uh, I've heard just because like the beat, the mood, like the the, the lyrics, like it, you know the production was great. Um, and I think that that kind of went to radio as well. Like it was, it was like one of the first, you know, because yeah, I don't think people remember 2009. You know, like 2009 was like a weird year. There's no streaming. You know. Um, like you didn't have a Spotify, obviously. You didn't have like a you know uh, SoundCloud. Um, you, I think you just you you had like MySpace streaming. <laughs> you had Real Player. <laughs> you know, Real Player. Wow. <laughs> was it even I, I, that was before like the Piff, right? No, those other weird mixtape websites. Around was that, that, that even same there? era. I think like like that that it, it is a definitely the dot the that Piff era. You know, so you had these mixtapes that are were free and you downloaded them. And you had all these artists who were not getting signed or labels who just went straight to mixtape. Um, so that's probably, I feel like that was probably, that whole era is like probably the golden age of mixtapes in terms of like, you had Drake, you had Wale, you had uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, I think Lil Wayne might be a little bit before 2009, but like Wayne was dropping like shit tons of mixtapes, like shit tons of mixtapes. Um, <laughs> yes, the squad series. You know, uh, you had Kanye with Good Fridays, uh, which were not mixtapes, but they're just like 
MP3 downloads um, of quality shit. You know, we had uh, Kit Cuddy, uh, who we talked about before. Um, so it was a good era. But, but I think, like, Drake um, kind of elevated the game with, with So Far Gone. Um, and, you know, I, I know we talk about a lot about Drake on this podcast, but... <laughs> I mean, I personally like was was kind of blown away. I was also listening to a lot of hipster music, and he had like Licky Lee, like Licky Lee sample on there. He had Pure Beyond Beyond and John sample on there, but he also had like Lil Wayne. You know, it's like this weird combination of different tracks and different styles. Um, and yeah, no, I it worked. It works for me. I, I listened to it again, and it it, it still knocks for me. Right, and it's um. And like successful, like I remember that was how I got put on to Drake. I remember I had my little my little hip hop friend was like, "Yo, you know, she really give this Drake dude a try." Because a lot of people, I was like, mm, "Whatever, next." And it was that one song where I got sold. Where I can't say I got sold hard, but I was like, "Oh, this this kid actually has something. It's not just you know, there's a melody here, there's a beat, there's a hook. Like he could actually do some damage." And you know, lo and behold, that poor little Degrassi junior high kid became the guy that he is today. And what's interesting with Drake is the fact of, and we kind of had touched on this before, we had a little small conversation on him yesterday, where it's like, it's just kind of surprising to see where he was to where he is. I, You know, he definitely had talent. He definitely could have seen him being huge, but it's kind of crazy where he's like this weird giant, like, like just basically omnipresent everywhere. Yeah, but I'm also like... I think for me, when when I heard Surf So Far Gone, I was like, oh, this, this is a, a really decent project. I don't think I was surprised. I mean, I guess I'm surprised at, like, the fact that he continues to win. Um, but I, w- I don't think I was surprised that he, he would blow up, you know, initially. Uh, like, now he's just, like, fucking Super Saiyan, like, every day. <laughs> but I'm, I'm shocked and surprised at that. But, you know, I... I I, I think, like, you know, a mixtape like that, like, where, again, you know, you had tons of mixtapes coming out, um, but, like, that was, pre- you know, pretty much an album. Um, that was, like, a well-produced, um, like, you know, album. And I, I feel like I, I kind of caught a sense of his ear. I feel like it kind of caught a sense of, of his vibe. Um I think this was like post. Was this post Alien Heartbreaks? Maybe I think so. Ooh, two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. I feel like when was eight oh eight? We could we have the Google. Uh, <laughs> I can I can Google this. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, two thousand eight was eight oh eight and Heartbreak. So yeah, it was, oh wow, nice. yeah. So it, it, you know, I, I feel like that album kind of blew the door open for rappers not being rappers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know, and so I, I I think like a lot of that stuff came together with his mixtape. Um, and yeah, no, I. I I I, I I wasn't surprised he's going 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 to blow up, you know. Just just listen to the quality of this mixtape. Um, so, um, I am curious about like you know because it's interesting too because when you get this famous, you just have tiers of fans. So I am curious to see what 2019 Drake fans think about this this like this mixtape. You know, 
Like people who were like, oh man, oh, yeah, this that's a huge change. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't I can't imagine like I, I feel like a song like successful is kinda I won't say universal, but hasn't it's it's kinda it's it's very melodic driven, it's kinda sung. That I can imagine being like I won't say it necessarily would make it on a Drake album now, but I could imagine a similar song like it. But a lot of the other stuff, yeah, it's 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 like I said, he's in a space of where he's kinda he's untouchable. Like it's it's and I, it's it's gonna be interesting to see like where his career goes now because apparently he has no more he's free of old albums, he's you know, he's he's no longer on anything. He could he could literally do whatever he wants. And I know we like like you know apparently he's he might do a Las Vegas residency probably just kind of get some paper some quick easy cash in his pockets but it's going to be interesting to see what he does because like at this point in time he's in the space of where as a pop star you're kind of already on your way down like you know this is the point where Madonna would reinvent herself <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a as a Latino from the Bronx or as a hip hop person or as a club kid so. It's it, the Drake. The Drake train, as usual, have to kind of slow down as far as the pop is concerned. Hip hop, as you know, I feel like his his. Even though we can make the argument about yeah, the yada yada, this and that, this and that, this and that. I think that whatever's happening in that Drake world in general, there's definitely a case to be made. Even though he may not be even your top ten rappers, the 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 stamp, the imprint he's left in hip hop is is crazy. Like it's something where you know it's that a lot of a lot of rappers now wouldn't be doing what they're doing if it wasn't for Drake. Oh yeah, good or bad. Hey, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like it's, and, and a lot yeah. of rappers won't admit it either. Yeah, no, he he laid the blueprint down. If you want to make pop songs, this is how you do it. If you want to, it basically, if you want to make pop songs, this is how you do it. If you want to leverage the fact of where you know you're, you, if you want to basically not even leverage, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you want to swagger Jack from younger artists, this is how you, <laughs> do it, you know. Just immediately, like you know, like if any, if Ed, I swear to God, he just got somebody right there, literally on SoundCloud and on Spotify, looking at analytics, and it probably he probably even that goes to his phone. He's probably got some fucking bot somewhere in the background, whereas like, oh shit, this guy hit fucking this guy's trending, and then immediately he just the guy just teleports to the studio and records a fucking remix of whatever is popping out there. So it's something where. Like the, the 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 shadow of Drake kind of just is all over hip hop, and I, and it's kind of cool, like in a weird way. And you know, we can make because I remember there was a lot of a lot of things saying he was secretly signed at the time, and yada yada yada, this and that, this and that. You know, what's kind of cool about Drake is it really is a weird racks to riches story because he's somebody where you know just just for and I, again, this is bad or good. He's somebody where when when I first heard Drake was rapping and I heard who he was, I was like, why should I listen to this? You know, I'm still probably listening to fucking, you know, classic G-Unit mixtapes or some shit. <laughs> who knows what the fuck I was listening to back, back then? And for somebody to kind of go there where people were definitely looking at it and skeptical to kind of, you know, slowly winning people over from the mixtape circuit, you know, saying from the ground level up to where he is now. It's definitely crazy because as we discussed, there's a lot of industry plants out there. There's a lot of trust fund kids out there. There's a lot of fucking pet projects of fucking these high level execs that go fucking nowhere. So it's not necessarily, definitely, don't get me wrong. Push is important. Money is important. But there's a lot of people who who have that and they go nowhere. So it's kind of crazy to kind of see from his beginnings to now. You know, it's it's a fucking journey. And, he, you know, he, he, he does deserve it. He, he, can't, he can't say he doesn't work hard. Even though you may not agree with his methods, even though you may not agree with how he does it, you can't 
make the argument that he's not out there putting in work and you know the the, the business of being Drake. Yeah. He's 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 always looking at the business of being Drake, no matter what he's doing. No, uh, and every yeah. time we mention Drake, our listenership spikes up. So Drake, 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 Free healthcare. All right, but uh, but uh, all right. Let me let me start off. You know, because time times are flying. Uh, I just want to shout out because uh, I forgot. Uh, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib are dropping out something new, and I forgot about they having the the sequel to uh, Pinatas coming out right. soon. So, Mr. Mr. Gibbs apparently was posting on Instagram him advertising flat tummy tea. <laughs> Which apparently wasn't him actually advertising Flat Tummy T, but that's the name of the new song with him and Madlib, and it's fucking dope. It's 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 what's crazy about a lot of particularly in hip hop is that there's people so dope you kind of forget they're dope, and it's just like oh this is another track and yada yada yada. But it's just it's it's flames. It's he comes out there spitting. I forget the way he works the Flat Tummy T, but I think it has something to do with like I'll take your girl. You know the the rapper bars you expect from a high tier MC <laughs> that makes you feel like shit. And then, um, and then there's a dope little beat switch in the middle. It's fucking, it's, 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 it's this two dudes at the high, you know, two dudes at a high musicianship level swagging the fuck out and, and highly recommended. And I, I think it wasn't really on my radar cause I totally forgot it was coming out, but right now it's called, I think it's called bandanas. So that it's right. It's right there on my radar. I'm assuming it's going to come out sooner than later just because, you know, they, they, they dropped the hot single. That's what's up. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I want to give a shout out to um. So this is this producer Slack of the Beach Child, um, based out of Toronto. Um, and the funny thing is, like, he actually put out a production like 2008, uh, called Soul Movement, and it was basically kind of your archetypical like backpacker slash neo-soul hip-hop production album. Um, and it had some gems on there. It had some flames, but also it had some duds. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the yeah, it dropped in 2008 um, and it featured a young Drake. Uh, so, which is interesting. Um, so, and he put out a few different albums, a few different projects since. Uh, but he actually put out this project um, called. Uh, so now he has a, a band. He's touring with a, bl- a band called like the Psychedelics, um, and he put out this project uh, called uh, Heavy Rock and Steady. And it's kind of interesting. Like it's basically a psych, like psychedelic, almost sixties Beach Boys vibe with soul music. Um, and not all the songs on the project hit, but the ones that do, just like set up this like wonderful kind of lush vibe. Um, and like the, 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 the album cover is kind of like this old school, like, uh, uh, like sports car. It's almost like a copy of like Frank Ocean's Nostalgia Ultra. 
but you know it's kind of like this like <laughs> it's like oh this is like you jump in this car and you listen to the song and you drive down pch you know and like this album is kind of com- like meant for that um and again like you know coming from a hip-hop producer um i think it's it's a different it's a different lane was not expecting especially when you look at some of his early work earlier work which is literally just like backpack backpacker dusty ass hip-hop <laughs> you know like hip-hop for life <laughs> aoh's in the basement type of hip-hop you know you, you know what i'm saying i got my lrg hoodie <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm out here my sound bomb tattoo you know I'm, I'm... <laughs> exactly um so uh yeah it was just like completely like unexpected um you know and it's just like really cool um just really cool tracks like it, it, it's it's definitely um just like you know like there's a the intro track is california coasting like that's a really cool track um like there's a couple of like you know just really like features from uh this dude justin nozaka who I, I i think i've heard a few of his albums i think he's from toronto as well um but it's just like it's not it's just like so left field and i've been listening to like a lot of like i wouldn't call it like psychedelic shit but it's like i guess it's like you know um Karin bang and like rex orange county and things like that and this kind of came up on that like one of those playlists but like it, I was, it was way more soulful so i was like yo what is this um and yeah no it's, it's just it's just it's just a perfect vibe so can't be mad Check it out. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. But um, yeah, and that's I think that's about it for the new music. For for it's 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 uh, yeah, you know, I've listened to a lot of weird other stuff, but I'll I'll discuss that next. A lot of synth rock. Uh-oh. I will I will save you because it's it's all dark and winter. <laughs> all sad music. <laughs> but summer's here. Next week is March. It's gonna be bright and sunny. You know, we might have the Mueller investigation kind of come out. It might, it might, we might actually have. Some goodness in this world, guys. Positivity. Bro, Good that, things that, happen. That, 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 you know what I'm saying? Frowns upside wow, down. That, that, that's shocking coming from you. Into the world, man. I know. I know. Now we're really all doomed. I was just saying that just because, you know, I want to give no. you all some hope. I'm still pessimistic yeah, as fuck. Like, like, but you I'm guys. going nowhere. You guys. He's not going nowhere. It's no, he's not. It's, 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 it's all, it's all we're all doomed. Them, people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we got, but you know what's good is this. Apparently, there's there's a, if you, you anybody wants a job out there who's acting, there's a there's a company opening an empire very soon. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we'll say on that. I, yeah, that's that's a whole. I I, I yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That, that, that's that's next time. <laughs> on Reg and So next time. Like, I was kind of quasi paying attention and then they were like, oh, like, you know, they were building the story of how he like tried to fake his own beatdown. And I'm like, why? This, this is the most fascinating shit. Was not expecting this. <laughs> no, no, it's, I, I am looking forward to the true American tr- crime Ryan Murphy adaptation. I'm here for it. <laughs> In about three or four I'm years. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but as usual, anyway, people, before we sign uh, off, yo, we want to thank, thank, thank you. Uh, shout out to, to, to Chris. We, we, we drank with him last night. Uh, you know, listen to the show, wants to, 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 to debate about some things. 
Um, you know, you know, he, he had he, we had a, a spirit of discussion and a lot of a, a young artist out there, Mr. Uh, Pac. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> and we're, we're we'll hopefully kind of link up. He's got his own podcast popping up soon, so you know we've got things stirring up. In that's the future, right. People. That's right. And you know where to follow us. Um, some some big things happening next month. I uh, don't want to talk about them, but uh, some big things. Uh, we, we're we're trying to step our game up. Uh, here at Regenstone. That's right. No longer we'll hear, you know, smoking weed behind the schoolyards. We're going to college next year, guys. College. Scholarship. Uh, Scholarship. <laughs> Damn that affirmative action. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a little, there's the old white man background hitting his fists. But, yeah. uh, but as usual, thanks guys for listening. You guys all rock. Until next time, people. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>